welcome once again to the Stadium Journey Podcast. Thanks for joining us this evening, or this afternoon, this morning. I don't know when you're listening. Our website, stadiumjourney.com, is the world leader in sports travel information. We have reviews of over 2,500 stadiums, ballparks, arenas, gymnasiums, uh, cricket. What was the cricket oval called? An grounds. Oval? Cricket Ra- grounds. Grounds, racetracks, yeah. you name it. And we are more than just an awesome website. Connect with us on our social media channels. Follow us at Stadium Journey. And if you're looking for the podcast, and you should be, you can find audio versions of the Stadium Journey podcast simply by picking up the telephone, search HIAC Talk Radio Network, wherever you look for your favorite podcast. We're there, Apple, Google, whatever the search ones are. Um, video simulcast of the Stadium Journey podcast. Say you want to watch us and not just listen. Go to Stadium Journey's YouTube page. You'll find all of our podcasts there. And if you want to be part of the live studio audience, we record live every other Tuesday night at 7 Eastern at danlaw.tv. Let me take a second and introduce the gang, because that's what PA PA announcers do. They announce people. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody cue up the music. I'll start doing it like I do at the games. Anyway, Dave Cotney's here. Follow him online at Profan9. Mark Viquez is with us. Find him at Ballpark Hunter. The above average comedian Dan Calachico is here producing the whole thing. Follow him at DanLaw83. And I'm Paul Baker. You can follow me at PacmanRI. Uh, so uh, this is the Stadium Journey podcast, right? And it's been a while since we talked about all of our road trips. So tonight, we're putting the journey back in Stadium Journey. Hit the road. Cue up Eddie Rabbit. I can't afford that. <laughs> Sorry, you'll just have to imagine it in your head. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. so um, let's let's do this uh, panel style. Mark, why don't you start us off with one of the places you've been in the last three months? Last three months, uh, I will tell you one place I went to that I was just very I uh, didn't know what to expect. That was Fifth Third Arena in Cincinnati, home of the uh, UC Bearcats. Don't know if any of you gentlemen have been out there. But Dave has, and and stop me if you disagree with anything. Uh, I've been (laughs) exciting, thrilling, energetic, amazing student cheer block. Uh, The cheer team, the cheerleaders, the mascot. I mean, these guys were putting on a show. And I've been to a lot of basketball games this, this year, and I've seen everything from like kind of like 500 people to packed houses. So, I didn't know where Cincinnati was going to fall in that, but my goodness, you see that that's a basketball loving uh, city. You know, they don't have a pro team, but they have two college teams. And uh, I went to games, uh, two games that day and they, you know, 20,000 people between the two. So yeah, I, I loved it. It's the perfect size for basketball. It's a field house first, nothing else. It is tailor-made for the game. And you know, the students were insane. They were throwing t-shirts out after every bucket or so. They brought the mascot out on a, like this kind of like platform, and he's like cheering, getting the fans insane. Uh, just a beautiful building. I uh, had not been in that in uh, that built arena for about twenty years, and it's it's it went through major renovations recently. So I had a blast. So if you're in Cincinnati, check out the Bearcats. Uh, tickets aren't too bad, uh, forty bucks perhaps. Uh, only problem is, is it's uh it's on campus and parking can little be a little bit wonky. But uh, I think where I parked, I had a much longer walk compared to where most people do park. So 
maybe that was my fault. And then, of course, the baseball field and football stadium are next door. So everything is is right there. Uh, but, yeah, very impressed. I like when I go to an arena thinking, eh, it's, it's going to be okay, and then just being blown out the doors. I mean, who knew? I never knew the Bearcats were that big of a – had a following in Cincinnati. And shame on me because I used to live there. I used to live right down the street too, so should have known better. Yeah, I went there in 2015. Um, I mean, physically, the inside, you could tell it, it had that – it still had kind of that – we do phys ed classes here feel yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, and I think they've they've done a lot like yeah, physically they've... to it. But yeah, I mean, as you know, as good a as good a college basketball atmosphere fan wise as, as you're gonna find. It was yeah, it was a, a, a ton of fun there and and you know, I saw them play South Florida, blew them out and yeah, we had a blast. Yeah, I saw them play South Florida too. <laughs> I think that I think that's who they played. I think they played a team from Florida. Uh, but yeah, they took away those bleachers. You're right. When I first walked in there, it was like the pullout bleachers that you would see at a high school gym, and they, they've all been replaced. So uh, yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised. But then again, if you're a Cincinnati fan or a college basketball fan, you're not surprised. You knew about this the whole time. So that's uh, making my making my way to all these basketball gyms. And they got so. that funny bronze statue in the front, the of, the bear cat, bear cat, which yes. is, I mean, what the heck's a bear cat? It, I don't know. Looks like the limbs are way too long. Kind of yeah. looks like a sloth or something. It does. <laughs> it does. It's and it's right next. To, it's close to the Oscar Robinson statue. Yes. But if you go inside, they tell you why the team's called the Bearcats. They give you a little bit of a history, which I liked a lot. I noticed that when you went into the gym, uh, they had the retired numbers, the championships hanging up. Uh, they had uh, you know, the, the history of the team throughout the concourse. You don't see that at every arena. And then, of course, uh, they they like their buckets of popcorn and Skyline chili. I've never seen so many buckets of popcorns, like plastic souvenir popcorn buckets of different flavors, along with the Skyline chili. So every Cincinnati venue has, at least that I can have been to, has Skyline chili or so, or their version of it. Yeah, well, pretty soon it's going to be Skyline chili flavored popcorn. <laughs> There you go. That's next. And you know so, the other phenomenon I see every time you go to a game, somewhere at every game, no matter where you are, what what part of the country, what stadium, what sport, there's always a kid with a souvenir pop, popcorn bucket on his head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you Tons know what? Of fun. I'm, I'm going to play right off of that. I wasn't going to start with this, but since you started college basketball, Mark, I'll, I'll keep going. Uh, go so the majority of my travels over this time, we went to – Went to Texas. My, my actually, my daughter is pretty jealous because we, my son and I, got three new states in, and she only got one. So we did mm-hmm. Oklahoma because we drove down Oklahoma on the way down, and then we spent the majority of our time in Texas. And then, real quick, our, Dave, r- r- run down that trip for everybody because that was a hell of a trip. Oh, okay. Uh, run it down real quick. You know, we're not going to touch all the arenas, but but yeah. uh, run it down. So here we go. We left uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, <clears throat> excuse me, TCU basketball, Dallas Mavericks, the rodeo in Fort Worth, uh, UT Arlington Mavericks basketball, Dallas Stars, um, SMU Mustangs basketball, the Cotton Bowl, my mystery spot, which I'll talk about in a minute, and Bellarmine. Um, mm basketball on the way home so 
But the the spot I want to talk about is like the ticket in town this time of year. And that is Arkansas Razorbacks basketball. So there's Arkansas is, is not a big state uh population wise. They they you know Fayetteville's a, a small small city, uh college town, but man do they love their Razorbacks. Uh Bud Walton Arena, uh Walton as in like Walmart Walton. So, you know, there's some financial backing there. And, you know, the arena itself was it was circa 90s or circa 80s or whatever. It just had that kind of dark uh, out, out exterior brick kind of feel to it. But holy, did, that, did the fans so, totally change everything in that place. And I, I guess one of the things that I love about college is that you know, college has their own sort of their own sort of traditions, their own sort of fan things that 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 happen. Uh, a lot of it is run by the students, so you know you get your your introductions, and the fans will go with the who cares or they suck or or whatever. Or you know, some of them read the newspaper or turn around backwards, uh, but not often. Do I find that the outside of the students that the fans really get involved as much as they do in Arkansas? And the big thing, of course, at Arkansas is they do the Woo Pig Suey. And that is their big chant, and everybody's up for it. Um, and if you're uh, uh, not from Arkansas, you will learn very quickly how to do the Woo Pig Suey. And, you know, we just we just had a blast. Uh, considering like it was, it was January campus was empty. Now we did see a conference game. It was basically the first, the first game of conference play. All the previous college basketball games we saw were really sparsely attended. Uh, so it was really like, it was difficult to get a sense of what TCU was really like. You got a physical sense. You got a sense of what they were trying to do in there, but it just wasn't the same because they didn't have, they didn't have the, the numbers in there, but but that place was banged out for for Arkansas, Missouri, and and we just had we just had a blast. It was it was one of the highlight uh, one of the highlight games that that we saw on this trip. So yeah, Woo Pig Suey. If you, I'm not going to do it here because you know it's just not right. But if you want to see the Woo Pig Suey, just go over to my YouTube channel, and I've got a a Woo Pig Suey going on there. And it, imagine like. Arkansas basketball is big, you know, multiply that by 10 and you got Arkansas football, right? So now of course football not in season, but uh, you know, only the only get ticket in town. And uh listeners for if you're wondering why we're not going to talk, I just mentioned like Dave mentioned his whole trip and he said he's only talking about Arkansas basketball in this one. The reason we're not talking about all of our trips is we counted up the places we've been to in the past three months, and uh, we don't want the podcast to last for a day and a half. It's a lot. I counted up 22 different venues in the last three months. Dave, you said you had 25. Mark, 25. you couldn't even count how many you had. I have at least 15 <laughs> that I can think of off the top so, of my head. So, yeah, that would that would be a little lengthy. So, we're picking out some highlights for y'all. 15. All right. So, I'm up. You're um, up. All right. Let me talk about. The freshest venue, the, a venue I just went to on Sunday night. Um, not a basketball arena. Sorry, guys, I'm breaking the trend. 
but it's a brand new hockey arena. Uh, the Mar- I'm going to say the name wrong, I think, but it's the Martyr Family Arena, the brand new, spanking new home of the Sacred Heart Pioneers, located in Fairfield, Connecticut. Now, this arena is so new that it just opened up about a month ago. So it's only held about a half dozen games. I actually was lucky enough to get going uh, for game three of the America, the Atlantic College Hockey Association first round playoffs. Sacred Heart hosted a first round best of three. Uh, ended up getting beaten by Niagara. The visitors, it was an upset, the six seed over the three seed. But the arena, holy cow, it is gorgeous. Um, anyone who knows the history of Sacred Heart hockey or who has followed Stadium Journey and my reviews over the years, when I started with Stadium Journey, I'm coming up on my 10th anniversary. I did uh, my first Sacred Heart review probably two years in. They played at a little community rink, the uh, Milford Ice Palace. It was so small that they weren't even mentioned that they played there. The whole place had had flags up and banners for the peewee teams that played there. Not a single mention of the Sacred Heart Pioneers, a Division One hockey team. Pretty sad. Then they uh, moved... They moved up in the world, and they played at Webster Bank Arena, which is now the Total Mortgage Arena. They played there for a good five seasons. Uh, 6,000-seat arena. It's the home of the Bridgeport Islanders. They never really got much traction there. So they built this nice arena on campus, not on the main campus. They have a main campus, and they have a smaller satellite campus about a mile away. It's located on the satellite campus. But as you drive in, you pull off of the Merritt Parkway, and there it is. Beautiful glass facade. You'll pull around and park in the parking garage. Parking garage connects underground. You come out on the second level, take some escalators down, and there you are on this giant open concourse, um, 360 concourse with all the glass on one side. And on the uh, other side are the luxury boxes with a nice steep seating ball. Seating ball is incredibly steep, so steep that if you're uh, Getting up there in age like me, you don't want to go sit down on the glass because it, 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 you need a mountain goat to help you up those stairs. So, uh, had drink rails, uh, general admission. It's got some nice, nice uh, concessions, a little team store, something Sacred Heart never had before. So, I got to finally add a Sacred Heart puck to my collection. But, um, beautiful, beautiful little rink. And uh, that's been the trend up here in New England, where a lot of the smaller schools had played off-campus and community rinks. It started with Bentley. Bentley built an on-campus arena. UConn built theirs that just opened in March, as did Sacred Heart, and I think a couple other schools are following suit. So you're going to see a lot of nice, dedicated places like this dotting the landscape. I think the model might have been uh, RIT. Dave, you've been to RIT, correct? Yeah, bid to RIT, liked RIT. It was, um, it's not in R, but <laughs> it's not in Rochester, actually. It's in Henrietta, but uh, yeah, it's a nice, it's, it gives you the idea that, uh, that hockey is, is the number one draw at RIT, for sure. Yeah, so, so you're seeing the same thing now in different schools across the Northeast and maybe, maybe the Midwest too. There's a lot of smaller schools joining, like, uh, you know, Lindenwood just joined and St. Joseph's. No, St. Thomas. So some smaller schools out in the Midwest are also joining Division One. So maybe we'll see lots of nice little places, little palaces. I hope like, so. Uh, like Martyr. Yeah. So yeah, it's, great, great experience. Not, and inexpensive. Yeah. Free parking, $10 ticket. Yeah, like you're saying, Midwest, I 
I think the closest college to me is uh, Miami, Ohio, which is two hours, and then little little two hours and change is Notre Dame. So, and then of course three hours is Ohio State. So yeah, it's we can use them out here. Rumblings are um, come out University of Illinois maybe developing a yep. program as well. So yeah, they know they have a club team that that'd still be two hours away from me. So uh-huh. IU, Purdue, Butler, Ball State, Indiana State. <laughs> I don't know where you're going to put these ice rinks, but <laughs> think about it. Talk amongst yourselves. All right. So uh, round one is done. <laughs> put your vote. Put your votes in now. All right, Mark. What What do you got next? Indiana State University, the Holman Center, uh, where I saw the Sycamores play in the re- another renovated facility. Uh, when I went to school at Indiana State, this thing looked like. It had opened. It opened in 1973, I believe, and it had not changed since 1973. But now they decided to create a nice um, design on the exterior of the building, along with that awesome Larry Bird statue, giant glass windows letting in natural light. Re, uh, I think all the seats were redone. Uh, they have a giant video scoreboard that uh, replaced. Uh, I don't know how old the other scoreboard was, but. Everything is modern. They have a sweet area. Uh, the concession lines are still very long because I think they have volunteer men and women helping out. So that still hasn't changed. But, um, yeah, it was just great to be back in Terre Haute, even though I got a flat tire. I was uh, I saw my tire was low. So I pulled over, put air in the tire, and when I pulled it out of the valve, the whole thing came out. So, whoosh. There went my tire, so I slapped the donut on, went to the game, which was at 2 o'clock, left the game about at 5, went to Bell Tire, and I said, hey, can you? what can you do? And they, they fixed it, put air in the tire. I was on my way. So I don't know if you guys have ever had any flat tires on your journeys, but yep. sometimes. I, I came out after a, bas- a baseball game one time to my car and found a flat tire. Yeah, so sometimes it can throw a little wrench. It, it, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's maybe the fourth time this has happened. Each time I was able to take care of it pretty quickly uh, without missing the game. But, you know, uh, it's just, just one of the casualties that we have as Stadium Journey riders. So Indiana State Sycamores, they had a great season this year. They have a kid named Bobby or Robbie Avia who is, uh, like, really getting popular out there as a freshman. Uh, the fans are coming out to see him. Tennis was okay. I didn't, I wasn't, you know, it was no Cincinnati, but then, you know, I'm not comparing a mid-major to Cincinnati. Uh, I'd compare it to maybe a ball state or Miami where I live. So it was a nice crowd. The fans were, were into the game, but um, you know, they got knocked out of the MVC tournament a few days ago. So uh, their season's probably over barring a postseason invite to someplace. So it was nice. It's just nice to see your alma mater, just, you know, getting with the times and updating its venue I think they can add a little bit more um, murals or nostalgia hanging up on the walls. I know a lot of it comes from that 1979 season, but John Wooden coach there, you know, <clears throat> we, we, we have some, we have some memories. So, you know, I don't know. It's a work in progress. And one thing I noticed about uh, the Holman center is that you are within walking distance from uh, Wabash Ave, which is downtown to restaurants, to bars, uh, to places of interest. So whereas in Cincinnati and Xavier, you're not near anything. Uh, you know, Terre Haute really, you know, you're close to some places to grab something to eat, free parking as well. And tickets, tickets start at eight bucks, eight dollars to see uh, college basketball. You really can't complain about that. So the folks in the Wabash Valley, 
Get your putts out there and support the trees. Come on. <laughs> they got a good team. They went, what, 22 and 11 this year? Good things are coming. Nice. So. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to switch gears slightly. I'm going to stick with college, but I'm going to switch over to college football, and I'm I'm going to start cheating. So, one of the things cheating. that we make the rules. How can you cheat? That's true. Well, I could I could cheat if you guys accuse me of cheating. So, <laughs> um, well, I you know I w- did a quick rundown of of my trip, and one of the things that I didn't mention in my trip is all of the the arenas. Well, I guess did we tour any arenas. I don't know if we toured any arenas. We toured stadiums, though. Uh, toured uh, where the Rangers play. Toured uh, the um, where the Dallas Cowboys practice, and of course, we toured AT and T Stadium. This this game was a bit of a throw in because uh, originally wasn't supposed to go to the Cotton Bowl, but somehow the the locals didn't like the matchup that they got. And tickets, which were, you know, face value 150 bucks, were going for 20. So my family was super nice and let me not do the uh, – do the water park and instead I went to AT&T Stadium for the Cotton Bowl. And I will tell you right now and it's only March. When we do our year in review, this is the game of the year. There's no way that anything is going to be able to beat it. And I don't know if you saw the Cotton Bowl, uh it it was like maybe not the ultimate underdog story but it was a pretty significant underdog story because it was Tulane and it was USC and in that game Tulane just kind of hung around hung around hung around hung around and then you know they they brought it home right at the end and they end up winning 46-45 and it was it was an absolute fantastic game uh, I was lucky enough to meet our friend uh, Michael Davis down there and we hung out at the Cotton Bowl together and I said to him as as the game was going on, I got this has got that Boise State, Oklahoma kind of feel to it, and sure enough, you know Tulane kind of, kind of blew the, blew the doors open, and wow, what an upset! Um, now, AT and T Stadium, of of course, uh, colloquially known as Jerry World. Man, this was not. The greatest spot. I was really not happy with the stadium. And probably the biggest thing is between the 30s, between the 230 yard lines on the main level. Now, the main level is like the second deck. So that's where you walk in. If you're going to go down, you know, you got to go down. But between the 30s is a club section. And if you want to walk from one end of the stadium to the other end of the stadium, you have to go up to the 400s, across, and then down. It is completely blocked off. You cannot walk through. And 
I don't know what I don't know what you think when I hear you know Jerry Jones. I get this feeling like this. He's kind of this, you know, elitist, this kind of snob guy. And man, did I get that feeling when I went there. It, it was it was just so so disappointing that you couldn't even walk. And we've talked about places like this before. I know Mark, you've talked about uh, guaranteed rate uh, where the White Sox play, and you can't walk yes. around the lower level if you don't have a, a lower level ticket. I mean, this was the same sort of thing, but like just even to the next level, it was really, it was really just really kind of bizarre. But I mean, the game itself was was a blast. Um, it's kind of strange that the Cotton Bowl, of course, is not played at the Cotton Bowl. Uh, they actually have an the Cotton Bowl has an office inside AT and T Stadium now, uh, and and actually it's kind of a neat office. It it has a helmet from every team that's ever won the Cotton Bowl. Um, it's a it's a stop on the tour, which is kind of neat. Uh, I mean the place is is massive. It's it's huge. It it dwarfs everything. You know you could see it from forever as you're as you're walking towards it. Uh, funny you know we always probably thought of arlington as this you know out of the way place but it's it's really kind of building up uh where they have the rangers ballpark there the older rangers ballpark is also there which they use for other things um they're building a i think it's called the congressional medal of honor museum and i think the bushes have like donated a whole whack of dough and they're building that right down there so I mean, Arlington is kind of developing its own little identity to itself. Uh, but yeah, Cotton Bowl, wow. And, and that whole bowl experience, uh, if you get a great matchup and, and, you know, USC fans travel well, Tulane not being terribly far from, from Dallas, uh, there were plenty of Tulane fans there and, uh, you know, had a blast, so... Paul, what do you got next? I'm going to talk about a college bowl game too, but I did not enjoy my experience at all. Fenway Bowl. Um, yeah, we've talked about Fenway Park a million times. So why did the Fenway Bowl suck? Um, Dave, you had built up over the years this vision <laughs> of college bowl games being these wonderful things with these great fan fests and Lots of traveling fans and camaraderie and excitement and atmosphere and got none of it. Not a single damn piece of any of that. Uh, it was held, I think, the weekend before Christmas, so like the 19th or so of December. Lousy day, 40 degrees, rainy, overcast, and not, not downpour rain, like, you know, the drizzly rain. That's just nasty to sit in all day. Um, the game was Louisville and Cincinnati, and one of the teams had just fired their coach right before the game. So uh, Deion Branch. <laughs> uh, so I think it was Louisville because oh yeah, because the coach from one of the teams went to go to the other team in the off season, and uh, so they fired him. And Deion Branch had to be the interim coach for the bowl game. He had never coached before. Um. Uh, geez, Fenway Park. It was weird the setup. So you, you, everyone who's listening, I'm sure knows what Fenway Park looks like. So how do you set up a field there? Um, starts over in the third base dugout, goes across to the right field. So it fits there. So the green monster is behind the field on one side. Both teams' benches are on the same side because there's just not enough room. And there's only a crowd of about 15,000 people in Fenway Park, which seats about 37. So 
Just not much of an atmosphere, not a big turnout from either school. And uh, you think the Fenway, the seats at Fenway are bad for baseball? Oh, they're horrendous for football. I had a beautiful baseball seat, man, but I was sitting behind the end zone. <laughs> I don't understand why there's this push to put football games in baseball stadiums. Like, I don't get it at it's all. It's, I mean, one, yeah. side, one side of the grandstand was was beautiful, but that's it. Yeah, I don't get it either because, I mean, that's where the NFL started in a lot of uh, football stadiums. Um, Washington Redskins, when they were the Boston Braves, and, and then they moved, uh, played at ballparks. And then, you know, I, I, don't, I guess maybe it was kind of a cool thing to do. I know uh, Guarantee Rate Field hosted a University of Northern Illinois game. The last time they hosted it, there was nobody showed up. Yeah, the pinstripe bowl, you know, they do that for I, – maybe it works in some ballparks, but – Maybe. There was one in San Diego, I, right, as well. The yeah, hard, they do San Diego. Uh, uh, didn't Tropicana Field host a game? I'm sure they have. Arizona, Rigby, Rigby uh, Field where the Diamondbacks games. play, they have one every year. Polar Park in Worcester hosts a football, a Holy Cross football game every year. So, yeah, even minor league places are getting in on the action. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I don't know. I guess people say, hey, we can make a profit off of this. But, you know, are we seeing that trend dying down? Well, from my experience, I sure hope so. Hope yeah. so. You had it like Cincinnati and Louisville are not like should be a good matchup, right? It'd be a good game. That, those the, game are... was, the game was a clunkers 24 seven Louisville one Cincinnati just didn't show up. So mm. the game wasn't good. The, there was nothing, none of that pregame stuff, but we walked up, we parked. We got the best parking spot I've ever got at Fenway park in 50 years of going there. Well, yeah, yeah. That's why you went to a football game. I had to walk. I only had to walk like 50 feet to the front door. Nice. Like, Holy cow. Like, why can't nice. we do this for baseball? And then, uh, yeah, we only paid 20 bucks for it too. And yeah. I will say there was nothing that there. there was nothing there. We just walked in and okay, it's here, but there was none of the baseball stuff up either. I mean, so there was just... probably more people at the new kids Backstreet Boys concert at Fenway than there no was. Doubt. No <laughs> doubt. I would say that compared, like when I went to the Citrus Bowl, like the fan fest thing there was was even better than at the Cotton Bowl. I mean, the the Cotton Bowl, you know, fan fest felt very, very, very corporate, right? Like everybody's hawking something, and and um, but I outside of AT and T Stadium, there they have these like outdoor kind of bar spots. They have places to sit. It's it, what it didn't seem like there was as much going on as there was at, in Orlando, but it the the infrastructure was there. It was it was a better spot to be in. But yeah, I can't imagine. Can't imagine it, Fenway. I don't know. Well, it was not much to imagine. But just imagine an empty Fenway Park, and you got it. So that that was my experience at the Fenway Bowl. Um, my first, well, not my first bad experience at Fenway Park. I've been there enough times to have all kinds of stuff happen. But yeah, I, it. If uh, if they hold it again next year, will I go? I don't know. Well, it only costs fifteen dollars, so maybe. Yeah, I mean, the, I guess the return on investments. Like, yeah, I parked fifty feet away. It's fifteen twenty bucks. Yeah. So it was an experience. I can now say that I've been yeah. to a football game at Fenway Park. All right, what you got, Mark? Well, since the weather's getting nice out here in the Midwest, I don't know what it's like up there in Ontario and New England and uh, Virginia, but. 
I uh, went to a baseball game recently, uh, the University of Indianapolis Greyhounds Division II Baseball. It was about 56 degrees a couple Sundays ago. And I said, hey, let me go check out a game. I got nothing else going on. 20-minute drive. Get to the ballpark. There was about 300 people watching the game. I saw two home runs. I saw a put-out at home plate. I saw the uh, foul balls getting retrieved by the players. I saw, you know, the the, the Greyhounds uh, just jump but, up and joy every time somebody hit a home run. Doesn't that suck when you get a foul ball at a college game and they come by and one of the players yeah. comes by a few minutes later and takes it? They come by. I don't know if that's like that at all, Division Two, but I have a feeling that it probably is. Those balls cost money, so. I've been to Division One games where they do that, Mark. Oh, Division One as well. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's, I get it. I understand, but. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Free parking, free tickets, no concessions, no merchandise. That's a little bit of a drab, but, you know, you can bring in a cooler, sneak in a beer or two. Nobody's going to say anything. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they will. We're just going to get loaded at a D2 game. Yeah, get loaded at a D2 <laughs> game. But, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I recorded a home run from one of the players, uh, Jared Budis, and I, I posted it on uh, Facebook and Twitter. And his dad, his mom, his uncles, everybody was like liking it and retweeting oh. it. So, you know, that aspect I enjoy a lot is that the families are there. So somewhere between like a high school game and, you know, it you just got that community involvement there. And it's not a fancy stadium, but it was a decent size for uh, that level of baseball. There's a giant indoor track bubble in right field that gives it a kind of a unique look. You know, if somebody could come out there with a grill, cook up some burgers and hot dogs for a couple bucks, that'd be an excellent spot, uh, you know, on the weekends. But, yeah, something a little different. The weather's been extremely nice here. It was 70 degrees yesterday. Perfect weather for baseball. So when you can see a game in February without any ice or needing a jacket or wanting to leave by the third inning, that's a plus for me. So Division Two baseball, don't sleep on it. You'd be surprised what you could find out there. Been saying that for years about Division Three, Division Two, I'm sure is yeah. more of the same. Division Three as Great well, stuff. and NIA and all those those small little treasures out there. Yeah, exact treasure. I love the way you put that. Treasures, Dave, you're up. Well, I'm going to take the sledgehammer to that idea right now. So <laughs> go for <laughs> sometimes, it. Sometimes D1. No, sometimes, sometimes I think we we talk too much about the little, and. uh we don't talk that. enough about the big. So, kind of the oh, last. I talk about the big all the time. Sorry. The last spot. I'm actually. I'm going to cheat again. So, I want to talk about American Airlines Arena, which is big. Uh, we went to a Stars game and a Mavericks game. I would say that the Mavericks are probably my favorite NBA experience that I've done which is, I've done about half the league. So I find that a lot of the NBA is very similar. Um, you know, once you get, like, I really like Milwaukee, but once you get inside, then it's like, okay, it's all, it's all the same old, same old, same old. And uh, yeah, Dallas, I just, I really like the building. It's huge. Uh, it's got this, these big arching windows and, um they have the Victory Plaza. They just unveiled their kind of first plaza statue, and that is of Dirk Nowitzki. And if you're gonna if you're gonna erect a, a statue of Dirk, it's gonna be doing the fadeaway, and it's doing the fadeaway uh, absolutely perfect. 
And you so, know, there's a so statue of Orlando Blackman. Uh, no, just Dirk. That's it. And of course, it's on Dirk Nowitzki Way. So, if you're lost, if you're looking for Dirk, he's on it's his own like, street. It's almost <laughs> like the Mavericks don't have anything else. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, the next time you watch the Mavericks, like if you watch the Mavericks. Watch, I just did when they played the Sixers. <laughs> watch Luka Doncic. Wow. Oh, that yeah, guy, he's great. He's great. That guy is built like a flabby seven-foot-two center. Uh-huh. And you he plays... Kendrick just said about him? He plays like a point guard. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would actually pay to see... Kendrick Perkins try and defend Luka Doncic. It, you know, it starts. He he he's he's got the ball. He's backing this guy up, and I'm like, oh okay, he's just gonna. This is the way it's gonna be. I hadn't I had no experience with the Mavericks. He's just gonna post up on this guy all day long. Well, boom boom, shimmy shake. Next thing you know, he's around the guy, dunk, and I'm like, what just happened? And this guy had the ball all the time. You know, they're they're gonna have to clear a spot right beside the Dirk statue for a Luca statue because because he's that kind of player. Fun. Um, I don't know if you saw like in December, he hit he hit this this falling shot to put the game into overtime, which essentially he he shot the ball from his ass to tie the game up. And then he did this really goofy running man dance, like he's like and he's got this he's got such charisma he's 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 just a funny he's just a he's just got this energy or whatever well then they did the so the game that i was at they did the dance cam and everybody had to do like the the luca dance you know great (laughs) promo it they they just totally totally played off of it sure uh dallas stars i put it in my top six Great energy there. I was surprised that there was, like, no country music. Like, I was like, okay, well, you know, Texas, they're going to play country music all throughout these. Nothing for the Mavericks. Okay, well, you know, that's not how the NBA rolls or whatever. They played way more, like, heavy metal than anything else at the the Stars. And uh, great following. Great crowd, both were sold out. Like, actually, we had a we had a big group. We had a group of seven with us for the stars, and they wouldn't sell me seven tickets. I had to get my sister in law to go online and buy the three tickets beside our four because that they wouldn't let us buy seven in a row. I tried with different credit cards. I tried with my wife's account. Nope. So, and thankfully, we got to sit together. But wow. And and often, you know, those of us up north in, in like Toronto Maple Leaf country and Boston Bruin country sometimes get a little snobby about, about you know, the original six and, you know, the way hockey should be. But, I mean, there's no, there's no sleeping on, there's no sleeping on Dallas. It's big city, big fans. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun there. Cool, cool. I've seen the outside of American Airlines Arena, so I got that going for me. I've seen arena football at the American Airlines Arena. 
I got that going for me. All right. So um, I'm gonna stay on the I'm gonna stay on the hockey kick here. Um I actually did a stadium in between all of my PA duties, which has been crazy. I think uh I did fifty games over the last two months. But uh for New Year's Eve, we actually took a road trip, went down to Hershey, saw the Bears play on New Year's Eve. New Year's Day on the way home, we stopped in Newark at the Rock, went to see a Devils game at the Prudential Center. Uh say what you want about Newark. Prudential Center is one of my favorite rinks in the league i think it's got a, a looks a little different than a lot of the other ones like you were just saying dave you go inside an arena and sometimes it doesn't matter if you're in los angeles uh yes. charlotte minneapolis wherever it, it's similar but uh the design in, in newark is a little different a little special it's uniquely jersey it's got some nice jersey touches the concessions jersey, right. smells like jersey they, it's well i went to a, a rink last weekend that smelled like a jersey let me tell you Yes. <laughs> hey, the, the Devils even wore the the jerseys that said jersey on them that day, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> Unfortunately, I could not get a hat that said hat on it, but that was too bad. So yeah, we got to experience the whole thing. The big uh, hockey robot out in Championship Plaza went and uh, posed with Mark Ambrodeur statue. Went up and uh, you know they've got that great display. And they we just did an obstructed views about Prudential Center, and you said something I really agree with. The Prudential Center's got that display of all the hockey jerseys in the state of New Jersey. Jersey, yeah, I feel like I'm saying Jersey too much, but anyway, you can never say Jersey enough. Yes, I can. Um, <laughs> pork roll. Uh, Taylor <laughs> Ham and Newark. They've got all the uh, what do you call it? The jerseys of the high school teams on the wall, and that's something that they're wrong really, in Newark. Really, everybody should have. Every you, you test that theory out on lines Ave. <laughs> no, they're wrong i don't care how much they tell me uh, on the app that i'm wrong it says pork roll on the box all right. All right. that's yeah, their yeah. problem sorry so we just started paul all right so the, all I the know. you started it no i said pork roll you know you're gonna, you're gonna, you started it. call it by what it's known as you i will walk into the middle of the jersey devil arena that i won't bother remembering the name of and walk right in and go and then this is nothing about the obstructive views just ourselves right like this is i don't know if they they sold it well is it yeah the arenas in newark should i have called it taylor ham do they sell pork roll in the uh yeah they have jersey shore classic so they do as far as i know they have that i think they have zeppelis as well they have zeppelis the tying hot dogs i assume they have zeppelis are wonderful according to according to our review they they do sell. All right, that's cool. Taylor and you Roll. know what? Maybe, maybe they sell. Importantly. They sell what? They sell what, Dave? Taylor Roll. Taylor. Oh, they I... combined them. They bastardized I, both of them. Taylor's prepared <laughs> ham. I've, I've when taken I, to Switzerland on this when one. When I when I see you in a week, <laughs> how dare you? Yo, fine. Take, take him to go they get sell a pork ham. And it's a sub sandwich up in Newark, not a. Home. I'm going to take him to the worst. I'm going to take him to the worst cheesesteak shop now. I'm going to make is him that wish he's there. That pass? <laughs> no, I'll find a. I'll find. All I'll right. Find so, so where were we, Paul? Well, you you anyway, saw jerseys. We were, were talking about how great <laughs> North Jersey is and how great the Devils Arena is. I'm just kidding. I was and how great say, the Devils are playing. Okay, in the concessions, most importantly, they had ice cream helmets. Oh. Okay, well now they're now now you're talking my language. Paul Caputo, so, baseball. They went out and redeemed happy. themselves. <laughs> well, settle down. 
Uh, so yeah, we had we had a great time. It's what, like I said, one of my favorite rinks in the league. Yeah, so. nice. And, and the area around the rink is not as dangerous as people may let you lead you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How far did you go? I went under the underpass where the uh, where the homeless people are stacked like cordwood. Cordwood. Yeah, it's, it's you just got to know Newark. You got to know where to go. But like, if you're not from like the any area, city. Yeah, if you're not from the area, no, but, of course. I mean, I I've parked there. At, you know, you're at a hockey game, just like you go to Yankee Stadium, the Bronx, yeah. where and I don't know what it's like now. Maybe it's different. Nope. But when I used to go to games at Yankee Stadium, <laughs> we would come home. We would always see hookers on the street, and they would come to the window and uh, sex workers. Sex workers, yes, they would proposition, not knowing that there's kids in the game coming in the car coming back from a, a Yankees game. Did we they not know, or did they stuff. not care? They may not have cared. They're trying uh-huh. to turn a trick, right? Yeah. So uh-huh. we saw hookers. Uh-huh. We saw people they're doing, trying to make some money doing crack. We saw burned out uh, buildings, fires, and garbage cans. We saw some weird stuff coming back. Cats and dogs up. living together. Yes. Mass hysteria. All right. Well, that, that was my visit to Prudential Center. Much more very enjoyable. But you know what the sad part about that is? The dinosaur barbecue is not there anymore. What? If you can't make a dinosaur barbecue work next to a hockey arena. Oh, what, what's more. there now? A chicken place. Maybe the rent got too high. Maybe they. Yeah, that's probably what happened. Uh, we, you know, went, we... we There's that little alley right now. Not an alley, but that street there. It's yeah. got a couple places. One is a beer garden now. The, and the one is uh, whiskey. American whiskey is called. Yeah. American. Wow. I didn't, you know. I, I assume they're still doing well. I, I couldn't tell you. I knew, And we have been talking about getting somebody from Dinosaur Barbecue on this podcast for quite some time. Uh, well, I've lost a bunch of them. <laughs> I, I think we need to get them. I mean, why, why not? Let them, like, why are, you, why are you not in New Jersey? I mean, people in New Jersey don't know what barbecue is. And not that I'm saying that's the best barbecue no, they in don't. the world. But it is you a could, good kind of welcome to barbecue. To you could educate. barbecue pork roll. Barbecue pork roll. Make it happen. Yeah, smoke that. Smoked. Pork roll. Can you imagine that? So, I air fry pork out rolls. Of Jersey here. A question for you: Has any of you guys been to rodeo? To a rodeo, like in yeah, yes, like I've been to a, a real rodeo. one. Yeah, in Houston at the Astrodome. So, I know, I know, Paul. You've mentioned sometimes, like you know, you got like a guilty feeling sometimes watching football because these guys are kind of killing each other or whatnot. Rodeo takes that to a whole new level. They're really killing each other. Six Holy seconds, crow. right? Now, Is that now eight I, will seconds? Say, eight I will say, um, unfortunately, like I, I've been, when we went in Texas, this was my, my second time So to rodeo. Now, Dave, you gone, are batting out of to the rodeo. We to had gone rodeo. to... Uh, He's a cheater and he's batting he's a Colorado. We've gone to Colorado Springs. Rodeo. And they had a whole bunch of different events in Colorado Springs. This one we went to was strictly bull riding. The human body was not meant to land on the nope. ground at such nope. weird angles. Nope, you're right. And, you know, they, they have this, this like hype guy or whatever. Uh, and, you know, the rodeo clowns, they're they are the real heroes, right? Because mm. their job is to <laughs> distract the bull once he kicks kicks the guy off so the, the poor guy who's just been thrown off doesn't also get gored. Mm. Uh, but, man, like, these guys were, were falling in weird ways and, and the, the med, medical guys come out and, you know, like, 
then the hype guy gets on because everybody's kind of all quiet and he's like well it's kind of quiet here we need to pick this up and bring some noise he's <laughs> not dead make some right noise right after that poor guy had just been carried out on a stretcher or like limped off on a broken leg or whatever it was like wow Compared to compared to bull riding, you know, football seems to be pretty tame. <laughs> that was that you. was pretty nutty. I I would like to go to the Calgary Stampede though at, at one point. Our buddy like, Richard Smith is going to that this year. Yeah. Oh, is yeah, he? I, nice. Yeah. I'd like I to go to the Chuck Chuck Wagon race. I think that would be fun. I was in Calgary at the tail end of the stampede, but I don't I don't think we went. Uh but my cousin David, he took me to see Reba McIntyre at the rodeo and at the Astrodome many, many moons ago. And I've been a fan since. Reba's awesome. Her show was a regular in rotation at our house, unfortunately. Well, you know what was it on our TV at home? Dallas. And I got to I, go to South Fork. That was way uh, cool. <laughs> Victoria I, Principal. My 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 son just humored humored me as we went and toured uh, the the ranch. And actually, funny enough, they hire they hardly filmed anything there. Like they got the outside shots, and and I think they filmed part of like one season, and then like the the very very end. Um, so of course. Uh, you know, Larry Hagman died during the last the reboot, reboot of yeah. Dallas or whatever, and they actually filmed his his death scene at the um, at the ranch. Like they they took one of the rooms and made it like he in the show he died in the, this seedy Mexican hotel. He had his buddy shoot him, and then they framed uh, Cliff Barnes for it. <laughs> so. They had one of the rooms that was made up to be the the seedy Mexican hotel room. So that was that was super kitschy, but super fun. Huh. <laughs> All right, Mark, you got another place you want to? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to debate which one to go to. Um, which one? Which one? We'll talk with Xavier since I talked about UC. Give some love to uh, their arch rivals. Uh, another basketball arena, but this one feels more like a smaller multi-purpose venue, but packed with fans, a huge student section. Cincinnati had it on both sides of the court. This wrapped around one end. And I think my favorite part about it was the big blue blob, who is one of my, is now my favorite mascot in college basketball. I just couldn't take my eyes off this thing. It looked like a, a Jim Henson uh, prototype uh, Muppet. But, yeah, it it's become a, a cult figure there. So uh, Xavier Basketball, they're going they're going to make some changes to the venue as well. Actually, there's like the overlook. There, there's a part of the arena I didn't even see because uh, it sort of sh- sort of does a horseshoe shape. And I think the overlook bar or overlook grill, I, I totally missed that out. Uh, which was a shame because it, it's a nice venue. I love the history, the paraphernalia, the different logos, the pictures that are hanging up. They do an excellent job of uh, just honoring not only the history of basketball, but, you know, other sports. There's a Hall of Fame there where, you know, you can learn about uh, Olympians and even their football program when they had it. But 
a great gym, a, a wonderful atmosphere. I mean, once again, I mean, Cincinnati rocketed with uh, college hoops. And if you add Dayton to the mix, I mean, you, you got three three powerhouses out there when it comes to atmosphere and uh, just that, that basketball fever. So Xavier Musketeers, I think at the time they were ranked 13 in the 13th in the country and they put on a nice show. So, and, you know, and all these gyms now you can get beer and they have a hoppy hour, which uh, if you get there, I think an hour before the game starts, everything's like $2 off. So yeah, take advantage of that, get to the game early, but not in the best section of town. It's uh, like some of their parking shares, like with strip malls, these giant open strip mall parking lots and like parking's 20 bucks, which I was like, okay, that's wasn't, wasn't what I was expecting, but you know, I got them for free. So it didn't bother me, <laughs> but just keep that in mind. I thought the Cintas Center, which is where Cintas, yes, I should have mentioned I that. I felt Sorry. it was much cozier uh, than Cincinnati. Uh, just had a closer feel to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought, now, again, I went before they did renovations, but I yeah, thought it was a much, a much better facility than Cincinnati yeah. was at oh, the yeah. time. Yeah, if if you had gone there five years ago, you I would have thought the same thing as well. It was a better facility. I was there in 2003 as well. When I lived in town, I uh, was part of a mascot basketball game when I was working for the Cincinnati Riverhawks soccer team where we drew like five people to games. Now they have a 26,000 seat stadium in Cincinnati for their, their current soccer team. So that tells you how times have changed in 20 years. But uh, yeah, you're right. If you had gone there a few years ago, you would think the Cintas was way. Yeah. And I would say the same thing, uh, but no, yeah, UC did a nice job with the renovations. And Xavier is going to do some renovations at the Cintas Center as well. That's up on Stadium Journey. A few weeks a, ago, I posted What a great, like, basketball hotbed yeah. that area yep. is, right? Because you did mention Dayton. They also have Wright State in Dayton. Just mm -hmm. across the Kentucky border, you have Northern Kentucky that's, like, right there. Yeah, which then, been, yeah. You're not far from Louisville or Lexington? Or Kentucky. No, no. You're about an hour from Louisville and a little over an hour from Lexington. So if you were doing a basketball tour mm. and everything worked out, I mean, wow. Within a little over two hours, you got some really awesome, like really awesome experiences there. And, uh, you know, if you want to throw in, I'm trying to think, you know, Ohio. Well, I don't think the Ohio State basketball is that that major news compared to those guys, but yeah, you can throw some other ones in there as well, but no shoot, Kentucky, Louisville, Cincinnati, Xavier, Dayton. I don't know how well Wright state draws. Well, but... they're horizon league. So they're, they're going to be a, a, yeah, a step down, but I, I, yeah, I know that's a huge bill. And then you have Miami, you have the, uh, the river, uh, Red Hawks, not yep. that they draw, not, not and that that's a powerhouse. Bellerman playing at Freedom Bellerman. Hall. Yeah, you're right. Playing at the historic Freedom Hall. Which, the historically uh, smoky 600 yeah. years worth yeah. of cigarette smoke Freedom Hall. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you could tell us about that. Have you been to a game recently, Dave? I, I went to Bellerman, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was a lot. I, I, I swear, man. Like I swear they were still smoking cigarettes or cigars in there. It probably the first couldn't. thing Nobody I went, I was notice. like, "This smells yeah. like a bingo hall from like twenty years ago." <laughs> yeah, yeah. They you probably could smoke a cigarette and some other tobacco like products. And they they never they never changed the filters in that joint or what? I don't know. It was weird. 
Do you have uh, anything else you want to share, Dave? Any other uh, places? Uh, that's it, brother man. I think I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna tap there. Otherwise, we'll be here right. forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to really quickly mention uh, one of my highlights annually. We have talked about it before, but I'm gonna mention it real quick today. The Beanpot Hockey Tournament, the Boston Co- Boston City College Hockey Championship, the four teams from within the city limits, or some would argue not all four are inside the city limits, but we won't discuss that here. Boston College, Boston University, Harvard, and Northeastern. They play the first two Mondays of every February at the TD Garden, and it is just a fantastic time. If you've got one college hockey game to go to a year, I would recommend not the championship of the uh, well the, you know the NCAA championship or well, that'd be cool but i would recommend the bean pot final i've which, been twice i'd rather go to the bean pot based on your description uh yeah, and this year the bean pot was for the first time they've been holding this tournament for 70 years the first one was i don't know do the math <laughs> 70 years ago yeah thank you 1950. I think it's older than that for some reason. Anyway, but anyway, for the first time, 70 tournament, tur- 70 bean pop tournaments. For the first time, the final was, and it's only four teams. Same four teams play every year. The final was Harvard against Northeastern. You figured that would have happened just randomly at some point, but for the first time, they, those two teams matched up in the final. Northeastern won again, so I think that makes four out of the last five years for them. And what was the most incredible thing about the final is. The upper deck of the garden, they generally split it into fours. Each each uh, school gets a quadrant for their student section. For the final, I, I think, the, think... Whole, the whole Northeastern University showed up. So they had their section. They spilled out into BU section. They spilled out into BC section. Filled all three of them up. Harvard had the band and maybe a couple dozen other people. So it was an incredible, incredible atmosphere. Right? Actually, if you go to my YouTube page, you will see a couple of videos from the bean pot. So I wanted to mention that real quickly. And uh, since we're going to be wrapping up, I also, two things I want to go really quick because I saw the beginning of a new Division One program and the end of another one. So the, the new place I went to, brand new, uh, brand new team, not a brand new place, Merkert Gymnasium, home of the Stonehill Skyhawks. And man, you want to talk about band boxes. This place seats about 600 people. And I think they had 2,000 people in there the night I visited. Mm. It was amazing. I, I'm exaggerating, of course. But uh, it was packed to the rafters. And they have been packed ever since since the calendar turned. It's been an incredible atmosphere in their first year in D1. They play in the Northeast Conference. So I don't know if that's considered a mid-major or less. What's, what's below mid-majors? Minor majors? Low majors. <laughs> Anyway, anyway that was one. Yeah, <laughs> those are gone now. They got consolidated. I think it's Lee Majors. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was the Mercury Gymnasium. And I also went to um, the uh, Chase Family Pavilion on the University of Hartford, who a couple years ago downgraded. This is an unheard of step. Everybody's moving up to D1. They downgraded all their sports to Division Three, So that goes into effect in 20, 2024, I believe. So... I guess this is the last season for the basketball team, which had made the NCAA tournament for the first time Yeah, with a great Cinderella run. Um, I mean, they got knocked out in the first round, but still. first. Yeah, I watched them. At a, they played at the Lucas Oil against Baylor. Yeah. There, were, you know, there was like, I saw some fans supporting them. So they're yeah. a little bit of a fan base out there. But anyway, it was their first 
appearance in the tournament, and then a few oh, weeks later, boom, pulled the rug out from under him and demoted him to D3. School saving some money by doing that. And um, it's not a popular move in, in Hartford, but going to the Chase Arena, it's um, a nice little place that seats maybe 3,000, but now it is entirely too huge for the program. I was there when they hosted Brown on a Sunday afternoon, and there was, if there was 100 people there, I counted too many. So really, really sad to see them uh, just kill off the program. And I feel bad for the, the kids who committed there and went on scholarship, and then all of a sudden, nope, I'm not playing anymore. So the team now is a couple of holdover D1 guys and a bunch of walk-ons. So they, they got trounced pretty badly by Brown. So that tells you the quality of the team. So okay. I'm sorry to, sorry to end us on a bummer. But all right. uh, any other places worth mentioning really quickly before we sign off, guys? All yeah, right, just, just a lot of basketball. That's all. All right. Cool. All right. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. Hope you enjoyed our uh, recap of some of our favorite road trips over the past three months. I guess we'll do this again in, say, uh, May. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, um, so, Dan, hey, Dan. Where can our listeners follow you? And where are your stadium journeys taking you? Oh, gee. Uh, in the next, uh, where the hell are we going? Uh, in, in, in Next week, at the end of next week, I'll be with Dave at the uh, at the Philadelphia Wings game. And at least I'll have going in with a victory because it was a very fun game to watch last night. Mm-hmm. Take it the first time that this version of the Wings, this version of the Wings, I hate saying that still to this day. Uh, has hey. he actually been able to beat the Toronto Rock? And uh, man, was that a nail! That was fun, uh, and that's why anybody listening who's ever been like, eh, I don't like lacrosse. Uh, yeah, go, go, lacrosse go, awesome. go! Lacrosse is awesome. And every time I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch that, and I put it on, uh, and I watch the whole thing every goddamn time. So, um, <laughs> so I'll be at Wells Fargo Center for the first time in since December 2021. Uh, yeah. Where can our listeners follow you? Oh, Dan Law 83. There you go. All right, Mark, you got any? That's okay. That's why I'm here to remind you. Thank you. Uh, Mark, uh, got anything planned? And where can our listeners follow your travels? Well, we have uh, a great section. I'm sorry, uh, regionals going on in high school basketball. So I want to do a triple header this Saturday. So one o'clock is Southport. Uh, Four o'clock is Martinsville. 7 p.m. is Seymour. Uh, Southport and Seymour are like the the top ten or top five basketball gym sizes in the, in the world in Indiana as well. The world, the planet, the universe. Uh, so I'm hoping for some huge crowds. Uh, I'd like to do that. I don't know if I'll get to all three. Maybe I'll just do two. Uh, we'll just see where the day takes me. My wife is uh, currently getting a new car right now, so I have a feeling I may want to take a road trip. You know, uh, five five thousand miles on the car. Nice. I see where the 500 miles on the car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's go someplace, mm-hmm. you know. Hell yeah. All right, all right. Let's go someplace. We got all, all the right, got, right. heated, got all the new new things they have added in cars. This yeah. or, will love... or will you be so poor that you can't take a road trip? She's yeah. gonna love that. But you know what? I'll say let's go someplace where we can you know get a nice uh, hotel resort and uh, we'll we'll just chill and you know let me sneak out to a game or two. We'll be fine. So I am confident Denise's car will be loaded with all the latest features. 
Yeah, he just said that? that. Yeah, yeah, he just said oh, did that. You? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. It's I not- mean, it's like she has – there's like a spot where you can put your phone down and it charges. You don't have to there's plug a, it in. There's a wireless charger in it. Wireless charger. You start the okay. car, not that this is a, a new feature. But, but then when you stop short, your phone's on the floor. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's in like uh, the – it's, it's no, like it's in that area. it's a little thing. It's a little it's cubby thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, yeah. It's and, not and one of those electric cars, is it? Because your road trip might be one way and – <laughs> no, it's not electric. And one thing I talked to her about, one thing I was thinking about so I, on my other podcast, the Ballpark Hunter podcast, there's people that when they travel, they sleep in the car. They just put the, it's like a mini SUV. So you put the, uh, you put yeah. it down. So I, this summer I'm, I'm contemplating that if, if it's the right spot. No freaking okay. way. Give me a hotel, man. No way. Now, now wait. Oh, wow. Now yeah. wait. Yeah. If the catch it's a is. a camping ground. Yeah, I was gonna say if the catch is there's a camping ground or yes, no, not doing if no you more. have if you had the back of the car long enough and you get an inflatable mattress. Yes. Mm, yeah, I, I'm I just know. I'm just that's like in the the early stages of thinking about it. But I would do 50s, that, man. I am not sleeping in a car. Or, yeah. okay. or I, I would Mark's totally do that. Here, buddy. <laughs> I see yeah, people. Yeah. I've been I've been down a lot of rabbit holes on YouTube yeah. watching these. Good things. luck getting up, Mark. You are too old for that. I, that's what I thought. Uh, you, you'd be surprised the people I see out there. If but, you were 21, yes, maybe. Yes, yeah. I, I've been talking to Spencer Collins. He uh, he does that, but I think Spencer's uh, about, about in his 20s somewhere. So yeah, he could probably get away with that. Uh, however, fine. Look for me. See if I see what if I do that this summer on Ballpark <laughs> Hunter on YouTube. You can also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, yeah, fa- not Facebook. For some reason, I don't have it on Facebook or Stadium Journey. How about you just go to Stadium Journey and you can see me write about the new Lexington counterclocks, which means I have to go back down to Lexington and review the stadium because they have all new branding. Yeah. Dave, I'm not that weird. Mark has to do it, too. Apparently. I don't know. I'm not a fan of that logo, Mark. We can talk after. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people aren't. Even my – yeah, I have not heard too many people say good things about it. No, the blue and red one. Yeah, I like the clock, right. the swinging clock, but the backwards yeah. C. Not liking it. Circa 70s. So, yeah. Hey. Starting Friday, it is March break. Oh, nice. I get so, April break. So Dave is going to Peru. He's going to no. Cuba. Peru. You going to Peru? No. Peru. He's going to Philadelphia. Peru. I am going to, on Friday, go to the Kitchener Rangers. Saturday, we are doing a fun doubleheader. Uh, the Toronto Marlies and the Hockey Hall of Fame. Haven't been to the Hockey Hall of Fame in a long time. Nice. Sunday, I'm looking at probably covering the Detroit Red Wings. I think I'll take a day off. Then it'll be down to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Stopping in Canton, Ohio, on the way back from Pittsburgh to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Cleveland Cavaliers, who are probably going to beat Dan Sixers on the Wednesday. Not likely. Uh, totally. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame okay. on Thursday morning. Cleveland Take Monsters. Pictures of Genesis stuff. <laughs> Cleveland Monsters, Thursday evening. Dan's Philadelphia Flyers. No, no, I'm not associated I'm- with them. Friday afternoon, <laughs> after I go to Dinix for some roast pork, 
And then lacrosse doubleheader. So Saturday will be the Philadelphia Wings. Uh, Saturday night, the New York Riptide. And in between that, Dan has to like now put up and uh, take me to a real real cheesesteak place. Oh, yeah. No, I, 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 I ain't worried. And if we end up in Pat's or Gino's, he's gonna have uh, if gonna we, have to if hide you, his face or something. If you if you <laughs> even look towards Pat's and Gino's, I'm gonna just leave you there. I don't know it's, anything about either of them. Take so. them to the Reading Market. Get a them, roast. Pork I have no sandwich. idea what They're I'm not looking good. at. They're not good. Anyway, you don't like roast pork. Oh no! No, oh, just, love the roast pork sandwich. I mentioned pepper on there. Roast. No, but he's going to the Knicks the night before. Why would I take him there again? Knicks. Go to Donkeys and in, uh, in Camden. Listen, What's that place? Someone, it's Donkeys in Camden. Uh, for someone who's ADD, did you not just hear him say that he's going to the Knicks the night before? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I heard it, Dan. Thank anyway, you. you can follow all of that. Plus, <laughs> I was tweeting Patrick roast, Larson. Roast pork cheesesteak adventure <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram at Profan9. Oh, don't worry. We'll be uh, taking video, a, baby. I'm expecting a YouTube video. Or, or oh, we're gonna, we're gonna. Yeah, we are, we are going live. I'm posting it everywhere. When he goes, that's <laughs> oh, pretty fucking good. Pretty good. <laughs> oh, just... Nice, nice. I don't think right. I'm gonna be saying that, but no, yeah, no. But I just, <laughs> I will make sure. I will make sure I don't curse in front you, of your family. You're gonna get some scrapple when you're in Philadelphia. No, no. Are you a scrapple guy. No. No. no, we haven't talked about scrapple. My weekend. Uh, let's see. Um, Saturday, Saturday, no. Saturday. Providence. We got a couple Providence Bruins games this weekend, so I'm just gonna yeah. chill at the Amica Mutual Pavilion. Still have to work hard. Did I call it the dunk? Um, Saturday afternoon, though, that gives me a free Saturday afternoon. So I think I'm thinking right now. I've got two choices. I'm either going to hit I'm BU Lacrosse. BU Lacrosse is cool because they play at Nickerson Field, which used to be. Braves field. Yep. Where the Boston Braves played all those many years ago. Um, if I don't do that, if I feel like doing something inside the uh, final eight, yeah, the elite eight of the women's D3 basketball tournament, two of the sites are in the Boston suburbs, either at Babson College or Tufts University. So I may instead hit up one of those, but that'll be uh, that'll be a game time decision. Sunday, another Providence Bruins game. Next weekend, Boston Pride, the PHF playoffs. The Pride are hosting a best of three series Thursday, Saturday, and possibly Sunday. Not at their regular home at Warrior Ice Arena, but at Bentley Arena. So we're looking forward to uh, moving our whole production on the road, and I get to do the PA for that. And very exciting news. Right before we started recording, the NCAA reached out to me and asked if I would be available to do some of the ACHA hockey championship games so I'm looking at their schedule to see if I could fit in any of their games. It looks uh, like I might be able to do one of the of this series, which is also that same weekend, unfortunately. But fortunately, but unfortunately. So you can follow my stadium journeys on Twitter and Instagram at PuckmanRI. And remember, folks, you can find all, all of our stadium reviews, news items, and other feature stories. We are moving everything from the old stadium journey over to the newly redesigned and awesome stadium journey. I think we're almost done with baseball now. So that will leave just football to be moved. It's also very exciting. Um, that's stadiumjourney.com. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at Stadium Journey. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on, uh, what else? What else is there? Facebook. 
What else we got? Who knows? TikTok? I don't think we have a TikTok. No, we should. <laughs> I'm not. You run it. Out. Chinese government's going to be watching. I yeah. think Greg Greg Koch said he will do uh, TikTok videos. We, we're, we're talking about starting up an OnlyFans. We're no, we're not. Just kidding. We're OnlyDans.com. OnlyDans. OnlyDans. Oh, did you hear about who's that woman's woman's golfer there? Paige Sprinniak. Ooh. She started a new site and she kind of played off OnlyFans. It's called Only Page, and everybody was all pissed that there was no like nudity on it. It's just her playing golf and stuff. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah Page is Page is yeah. She's you know she's you know a blonde kind. bombshell. Yeah, she pops up on. I mean, every she pops up all the time on, on my social media accounts. I'm like, okay, Page, I'll look up. at you. <laughs> God bless her. Do you know that there's a like a tennis college tennis pro, not t- pro, but a player. Now trying to copy her only with tennis. And there's a lot. I mean, there's, there's a, a goalie lot. who like goes out there in her pads and her yeah, us, in a halter yeah. top or something. Us guys are so gullible. Oh, we'll what do they call thirst traps? Right? When they when they, is that what that's called? Thirst trap. I'm showing my age here. Yes. I don't anyway. know. Yeah, what are you talking about? I don't know. Anyway, it's back on subject. You know, <laughs> uh, audio version of the Stadium Journey podcast. You notice Dave stayed quiet for that whole thing. Yeah. Audio he, version. His, of the his wife's Journey. listening. Good man. Um, search HIAC Talk Radio Network wherever you look for your favorite podcast. There we are. If you're looking for a video version of the podcast, go to Stadium Journey's YouTube page. If you want to listen to us live as we record every other Tuesday night, you can find us at 7 Eastern TV. In two weeks, we'll be back. That's March 21st. For those of you who keep you sport at home, we will be joined by Stadium Journey's own Michael Davis to talk about stadium security. So as always, that wraps things up for today. Thank you for your support. For Dan, Mark, and Dave, this is Paul wishing you all safe journeys and close games. Hope to see you on the road soon. Be safe out there.